Welcome, everybody, to Broadcast Team Alpha, where we bring you cutting-edge conversation while exploring the quantum possibilities. And I I see you guys in the chat room already waiting because you guys know, you know that we are going quantum tonight. <laughs> I'm so excited. Before Augie tells you about our guest who probably needs no introduction, I just want to thank you for being here. As always, thank you for the chat. Thank you for your super chats. And I just want to invite you to the Mastermind Connection. The Mastermind Connection is a weekly meeting, for lack of a better word, gathering of of beautiful, expanded beings who come together for benevolent purposes. And we intend in the beginning what our intention is each each session, each Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's often for like when when the elections were happening, we we intended for peace during the elections. You know, when when the virus was happening, we had very specific um, hopes and intentions for that um, personal healings for a lot of people. And one of our most recent, very quick turnaround manifestations happened just a couple of weeks ago when one of the members of the of the group uh, her family dog had been out in you know below zero weather for nine hours in canada and it was just a two-year-old dog and they were really worried about it so we intended you know we have these beautiful visualizations to help us get into the feeling place so that we we communicate to the universe our desire through our feelings so together we envisioned a beautiful all of our beams of light coming together and going out we didn't get specific because we allow the universe to do what it does but going out so that the dog could follow it home that we kept it really simple because the universe knows what it's doing better than we do and before the end of our meditation, one of the neighbors happened to see the dog. It's been nine hours now on one of these wildlife cams, and the dog got home before our mastermind even ended. So that was a really fast turnaround for one of our uh, one of our sessions. We've had. Um, our, our member's wife, who was in the hospital, just about to be put on the ventilator because of COVID, we, we set an intention and did our mastermind for her, and she was discharged the day that they were going to put her on the ventilator because she got so better so quickly. So these are just a couple of small examples of the amazing things that happen. And not only that, you get to hang out with people who have the same love and the same compassion and the same desires for the world. And we believe that, you know, we're helping create that new world. So if you'd like to join us, send an email to the, T-H-E, mastermindconnection at gmail.com. Augie will send you the link. You can come hang out with us for Sunday, uh, 2 o'clock Eastern, if you like it. We usually have a lively discussion on something exciting the second the second hour, or you could leave and just know that you are so welcome to join us there. So without any further ado, Augie, please, <laughs> let's formally introduce one of our favorite guests. Well, thank you. I tell you, folks, this is going to be a very special show. We have Jerry Wills with us. And um, for those of you that like to surf the net while you're watching, I'll give you his website so you can go and have a look real quick. That's jerrywills.com. That's pretty simple. And I recommend very highly for people listening, go and get a pen and some paper if you're interested in staying healthy and in things that's going to make your life better. Because uh, you're going to find out very shortly that uh, you're going to need that pen and paper. And uh, Jerry has been a feature, uh, he's been a featured on Fox TV many times for 12 years, twice a year, I think. And uh, that's for numerous 
miraculous healings that he has done with people. Jerry and his wife Kathy are also world travelers. They have been trekking the Andes Mountains in South America, the Amazon jungle, looking for lost cities, pyramids, exploring shamanism, and looking for ancient repositories of lost knowledge, and they found some. And uh, Kathy and Jerry also host the Jerry Wills Show, which deals with the paranormal, real-life stories, and what the future could be like. And the uh, fantastic journeys they talk about, and health, and what makes your life better. So um, that's why I'm telling you to get that pen and some paper. And uh, this show will be very special. So, um, I still think back, I think, Jerry, it's about 21 years I've known you, when you first came as a guest on my TV show in Tucson. You came there and you talked about your expeditions into the jungles in South America, and some of the stuff that you have experienced down there, it was phenomenal. And I, th I thought about Oh, it would have been so much fun to be on one of those journeys. And I remember also, you brought a didgeridoo, and you played the didgeridoo on the show. That, that was fun. So, gosh, Jerry, welcome back here. Welcome, Jerry. Thank you for being here. Augie and Ori, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. It's a real privilege. I, I thank you for that. Oh, we're so grateful to have you. It's going to be fun. So I love the name of the show, um, and I pulled it, you know, out of out of your bio. Front row seat to miracles. Tell us about that, Jerry. What I I love that. I just love that, and I imagine that that's how you experience what's going on in in your world. Is that true? Yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate of a statement you know i don't know how it works I, i'm not an overly religious person but i do believe in god and you know the people that i've worked on over the past two decades there have been so many and the folks uh many of them have had some very serious things happening in their lives yes. And uh, I, I work on them, you know, I, I, at the time when I, <clears throat> you know, I was working, I were one in person, which I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and within the time that they were there with me, you know, they would go from being, you know, maybe crippled up a bit or something hurting terribly bad, um, some issue that there was no no reasonable recovery from mm -hmm. and by the time i finished and sometimes it was a half hour sometimes it was an hour and a half you never really knew i just however long it takes to be with a person but then they would uh, they, they would feel better and, and they would have no pain or any number of other issues they were experiencing just didn't seem to be there so yeah, having a front row seat to miracles um, is is what it seemed like to me, because you know a lot of folks would look at me and go, well, "What what an amazing healer you are! You know, you're you're just world class a healer." But it's God doing it, and I'm just sitting there. I'm just present. I'm witnessing it, and somehow it's moving through me. I don't know exactly, but. Um, then I see it, you know, the end result. Sometimes, you know, I don't find out about it for days or weeks, maybe even months later. Mm -hmm. There was um, a fellow I worked on in Florida that had throat cancer, and he was a policeman, and <clears throat> he couldn't swallow, had to just suck on ice cubes to keep his mouth moist. Mm. And he, his friend brought him to me, I was pretty worn out at the time. I was into a long day working with folks. And um, 
this fellow said, you know, they're, they're going to cut out his tongue and part of his throat. Sounds horrible. Yes. And he said, well, you know, before I let him do that, I'm just going to eat a bullet. Well, that's pretty strong. I mean, this yeah. guy was a Bruce Willis type cop there in um, the Tampa area. <clears throat> so I set down my coffee. I had just gotten some, which we now call a cup of chaos, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, I proceeded to work on him, I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes. That's all I could do. I said, well, you know, try drinking something. He was kind of hoarse. Oh, I can't drink anything. So how about a cup of coffee? No, I can't swallow. We'll try some water. So then he was able to drink water. Wow. So my, my deepest desire is to be able to have a nice steak dinner before I die. Aww. So, you know, baked potato and all the fixings. Mm. And I said, well, give it a few days and let's see how it turns out. Well, this is one of those instances where I didn't hear from this fellow for about six months. Six months later, actually, his friend called me, the one that had brought him to see me. And he told me that when he went back to the doctor, there was no sign of anything wrong with him at all. And he was eating, drinking, living life. You know, he was fine. It only took, you know, like a week before he was able to eat a steak and so forth so you know sometimes i hear from folks and sometimes i don't mm. there's no requirement for me to actually hear from somebody it's just kind of interesting for me when i do but mm. this has happened over and over and over again you know so many different times you know you can imagine out of thousands <clears throat> and thousands of people um there's a lot of stories like that i guess Jerry, when when was the first when was the origin? When was the beginning of that? Did it happen when you were a little kid or Yeah. And, um you see as a little kid, I was kind of a weird kid. Living in Denver, Colorado, um, my dad died. We moved back to Kentucky, where my mom was from. And <clears throat> so I grew up back in the hills. And, um, of course, early on, I mean, there was all these things happening. I can remember, you know, seven, eight years old, I could touch something. I'd know the whole story behind whatever it was I touched, which is, mm -hmm. you know, kind of an odd thing. Then I noticed that I could see people that no one else could see. And, of course, they were dead people. <laughs> and then I could hear people thinking just like I was in a room with them while they were talking. It was just so clear. And that went on for a while. I wasn't sure how to deal with that emotionally because I knew things, you know, all the time I just knew things. I guess the healing thing started to exhibit its presence when I was back on the farm and um, we had a dog that had um, had been hit with a shotgun blast, and it, yeah. it hurt its back left leg. And, you know, stepdad was just going to, you know, put the dog down. Yeah. But I liked that dog. Yeah. And it was just it was so much pain. So I just put my hands on it and just focused and looked, and I could see inside of it. I'd already learned that I could touch something and see inside of it and so i just thought about just making it better i didn't really have a, a, a contextual idea of what better meant just you know the dog would be okay well the dog turned out just fine and so then i started looking after the cows and you know some of the other animals and i guess the real shocker came when uh, on a cold november morning i used to get up pretty early didn't like it i've never been a morning person but i had to get up because the stepdad was going down to milk the cows and i had to get the feed for the cows and that was in another building aside from the barn so 
I uh, went in there this one particular morning and getting the feed and I looked down and there was this mouse in a mouse trap. Well, I was horrified. The mouse was just sort of like front, front legs up like that and a little head up and a little bit of blood on its nose. I thought, oh, that, that was just horrible to me. <laughs> so um, I very gently picked it up. The body was cold and limp, and I just lifted that mousetrap wire and threw the mousetrap down. I was holding this mouse in my hand. It was just a cold, lifeless body. So I just cupped my hands over it like so, and I started breathing in uh, warm air. Yes. Within a couple of minutes... There's little scratchy and movements inside my hand, and I open my hand up, and there's this mouse kind of looking up at me. Mm-hmm. It's um, little whiskers twitching, and its nose twitching, and Aww. so then That's I so I saw in my mind that this was a mother, and she had babies, and she Aww. was trying to get food for herself and for her babies. So I told her to tell the rest of the mice. That there, there was this hole in the floor that I would dump oats and corn down there for them uh-huh. and that I would get rid of the mouse traps. I so that. I got rid of all the mouse traps. And I, every morning I always gave them a nice scoop of oats or corn. And uh, when they discovered the mouse traps missing, of course, I caught a lot of grief for that. Mm-hmm. But I told them that you were hurting the, the mice. I don't like that. Well, the mice are eating the cow's food. So they can't eat as much as a cow right (laughs) completely unreasonable well anyway i've thrown all the mouse traps away and the mice lived happily ever after (laughs) i love that that's good that That, that's and that's one of those that's one of those undeniable ones you know i mean you just can't even you can't even second second guess yourself you know i mean it's just it's really there it really happened that's really what you do i don't know if you ever doubted yourself oh yeah well (laughs) everyone has doubt at some point and uh, i did i'd been on fox now for like five years running um and people in hospitals, nurses and doctors, they knew my name. A lot of people knew my name. I was on Fox News. Yes. And um, there was this gal that um, showed up. She wanted me to check her breast implants. Well, um, she wanted to come later in the evening. And uh, so I... I agreed to it. She's going to leave town and go back to the East Coast where she's from. So I agreed to it. And I took a look and she says, do you see any problems there? And I said, no, I don't see any problems here whatsoever. I didn't mention anything about breast implants because I didn't see any. And I thought, you know, something's wrong with this. So I basically finished up and she paid me and she left. Well, later she was raising hell because she had tried to trick me by saying she had breast implants and that I had said, there's no problem there. Well, I said, I didn't see any breast implants. And so thus no problem, but it really gave me a weird feeling. Of course. I never thought about somebody doing something underhanded like that. Yeah. That's pretty underhanded. I, I got, I got pretty depressed about it. Yeah. I basically had a conversation with God and I said, you know what? This is creepy. I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. So a few days goes by. <clears throat> Get a call from someone, a friend of ours, really, up in Flagstaff. And her girlfriend and partner got very sick. And uh the doctors couldn't figure out what it was and they were flying her down to phoenix would i meet in phoenix when she gets there and take a look and tell the doctors what i see 
Well, that there was a time when this would be a pretty weird thing to ask of me, but by now it's already happened so many times and people in the hospital kind of know who I am. Mm-hmm. So I agreed. <clears throat> I met up. <clears throat> I met up with um, this gal. She's very sick. <clears throat> I took a look. Oh, she'd been exposed to pesticide. Mm-hmm. And of course, they weren't checking her for that. So once I told the doctors it was pesticide poisoning, they did another blood panel. Sure enough, it was. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> it's a little dry here in the desert. Yes. Anyway, um, so I figured, well, that's my last one. I'm not going to do it anymore. And it apparently saved her life because she was going downhill pretty quickly. So I walked out, went outside the hospital. I was thinking about it. I told God, okay, that's the last one. I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but, you know, there are creepy people in the world. I don't want to deal with this. Lit up a cigarette. I'm standing there thinking about it, slowly walking towards the parking lot. And this woman and her son are walking towards me. And her son, who's a teenager, I could hear him. He said, that's him. That's him, the guy on TV. And he came running towards me. Well, his brother had uh, an overdose and he was upstairs in some other room in that same hospital. And the mother asked him, please go up and do something to help her son. (sighs) Well, I just told God I wasn't going to do it anymore, but okay, I'll go up. So I went upstairs and went into this kid's room. He was about 18. I think he had uh, overdosed. On something well i walked in the nurses you know they turn and look and they're like oh it's you and so i said hi to him and walked over and put my hand on his head and the other hand on his heart closed my eyes took a look to see what it was yeah he'd done an overdose and he was in a coma so i just undid all that and then he woke up Nothing. and he, he didn't know who I was. He didn't know he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And of course there were two or three doctors standing over here behind me. And then they wanted to know what I'd done and what I'd seen. And so I told them a little bit about it. And, um, well, they were all pretty excited that he was out of his coma. Yeah. yeah. So I, did, I left. <clears throat> and that was that. And then I had a dream. And in the dream, it was kind of given to me in a message that um, this is what you're supposed to be doing. If you want to quit, that's fine. But this is really why you came here. So why would you want to give up so easily? Mm-hmm. Uh, so at that point i decided okay i guess i'll keep going (laughs) um so it's just been an ongoing thing now you know for a long time the the thing that i notice about people who who do heal who that comes through is no matter how many times you quit it always chases you down it's like you can't quit that's amazing yeah, you know, i i really wasn't um you know I, at that point before this kid comes running up i'd made my decision i'll do something else and by golly this kid comes running up yeah. probably a good thing for a lot of other people i worked on afterwards yes absolutely absolutely i can't imagine you really being released from that because it's it's so special and it's so needed especially now you know so many people are finally opening up their minds to the possibility you know after being disappointed by the medical machine you know or worse you know they're they're starting to come back to what's true and and what's real and what's possible and this is a great time to be on the planet as a healer i think 
And I noticed, too, that when oh. you were in the hospital and, you know, you were putting your hands on his head and his heart, there were doctors there. And they accepted what you did, and they were curious about it. They wanted to know more. So, like Norris, it is opening up. There are more, <clears throat> even within the medical establishment, people are starting to question, what is it? Why shouldn't we be looking at this? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I guess maybe one of the most... Um, profound ones was this fellow that had a tumor in his brain mm. uh was blocking um a ventricle where the, the the fluid in the brain drains down and the system takes care of it thereafter uh, he'd had a stent put in his head and a tube from that going down inside his body down to his stomach sounds pretty mm -hmm. bizarre to me but that's how they do it normal yeah yeah when he when he came to see me, he was he was having real problems, um, it, you know, headaches and a little bit of um, dizziness and so forth. His wife was a nurse, and <clears throat> he sat down. I took a look, and I and within you know ten minutes, I I pulled my hands off his head and I said, "No, you need to go to the hospital." You need to find a brain surgeon. I said, there's something in your head. He says, yeah, well, that's a stent. And I said, well, I don't know anything about stents, but it's not working and you're in big trouble. They went to the hospital. <clears throat> well, um, probably about five hours later, I got a call from the hospital from uh, a family member who was also a friend of mine or of ours, Kathy and I. And he said, would you come over here? Well, it's all the way over in Chandler. My God, it's a bit of a drive. So, but okay, sure, I will. So I went over there. They, they wanted me to talk to the doctor. And I'm thinking, oh, brother. So I went over there and talked to this doctor who was from India. And he asked me what I'd seen. <clears throat> and, of course, I, I qualified myself by saying, look, I don't know anything about this stuff. But from what I can see, and just simple applied physics, that thing isn't going to work. It's installed backwards, and it's kind of upside down. Mm. And he's like, really? So they took a look. I'm waiting at the hospital. He comes back. He's looking at these big, you know, MRI things. Mm. And he says, you're right. They, they put it in backwards. And uh -huh. it's, it's, but is it? Is there something wrong with where it's placed? I said, yeah, you've got it up here, this part of the head, and it's supposed to be down here, this part of the head, because fluid drains down. I said, oh, that's going to be quite a surgery to do. I said, well, it's either that or he just keeps having these problems because it's not going to work. And so they, of course, did it. They changed it. <clears throat> and he was fine. So then, fast forward about six months later, Fox TV does another special about me, and they want to do a, a reenactment of me putting my hands on this guy's head at his home. So I did, and I saw this tumor, because I didn't really have a chance to work on it before. So I said, I'll just get rid of this. So I focused in on it, and I just made it go away. Well, when he went back another few weeks later, because he had to get this thing checked now periodically, um, <laughs> the, the tumor that was blocking that ventricle so the fluid could drain, it was just gone. So now he didn't need this apparatus in his head. They took that out, took the tube out, and wow. uh, he was fine. That's huge. That's huge. That's <laughs> I don't think the people that watched that on Fox had any idea that they witnessed me doing, you know, one of those miracles right in front of them. Yes. I didn't even know it until after the uh, report from, you know, the medical community came back about it. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much been my, my typical life. And that's the reason why I try to do other things, because I, 
I'm multifaceted. You know, I, I like doing these broadcasts. And <clears throat> Kathy and I really love traveling. Yes. So kind of break out of the singularity of, you know, the healer. I try to do other things, you know, go look for lost cities, for example, which right. now can't do that because, you know, the world's gone mad. Um, but travel around, do other things. I mean, for a while, it's playing music. Um, just do something just to get my just to get my spirit out of that particular arena and go off to something else so that I can just, you know, refresh and, and do something different. And I think it's really important, regardless of what kind of work you're in or what you're doing. I think it's good to just do something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you travel. Traveling. Are you are you still traveling as much or not as much lately? Yeah. No, not at all, really. Um, yeah. When when this whole <clears throat> issue with um, the virus hit, next thing you know, um, we're all, you know, the world, you know, all of us are just sort of sitting around wondering. It's kind of like you're in the hen house and the fox is outside. It's going to get you. <laughs> I never really felt that it was real, but still, you know, everybody else, a lot of people did. Yes. Uh, but then that kind of, after about a year or so, started fading out. And people started waking up to the fact that it was a lot of BS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, well, we've got this 40 foot RV that we can drive all over the place. It's like a home on wheels. Yeah. So we're going to do that. Well, the price of fuel, oh, which was right. around $3 a gallon, went over $6 a gallon. So going anywhere, I mean, if you were to drive, for example, a uh, thousand miles, um, then it would, and then 1,000 miles back home, with this area is what we consider home. Well, the cost of driving there and back when it was $3 was, let's say, I don't know, 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the cost to just drive there is 500, and now it's another 500 to get back. Mm-hmm. So it just doubled, and it isn't 500 bucks, by the way, because this gets about five miles to the gallon. So. Wow. You know, five to a, a thousand miles, that's, uh, what is that, 200, 200 gallons at $3 a gallon, that would be 600 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but now just to get there, it's 1,200. Yes. So, yes. You know, yeah. It's just a real pants. <laughs> but this year, I really don't give a damn because we're going to do it anyway. Yay. Yay. That's the way I love watching it. your journeys. I, I love watching your journeys. So please get back out there. You guys are so cute. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. We'd like to get back to um, South America, but, you know, I mean, all these pilots that got the snake bite, yeah. you, know, you don't know, die in mid flight. And then you have people on board that are just, you know, like yeah. Looney Tunes. And in, you know, different countries want you to get inoculations or wear masks and all that stuff. I'm not doing any of that. Yes. I'm not going to mess with that. So if that means I don't get to go back to South America, then I don't go because I'm not going to compromise, you know, my integrity <clears throat> integrity to satisfy their their absolutely foolish requirements. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. There are a lot of people doing now. I have a question yeah. for you. What is some or one or some of the most important things that people should be aware of right now in order to stay out of the hospital and stay healthy and stay alive? What do you think? Wow. It depends on your age. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> You know, different ages have different um, requirements, really. Um, and I know a lot of folks who are watching this are 50 or older. Yeah. So let's just take it from that point. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you're younger than 50 and you're watching this, yeah, sure, there are things you can do that you can do to protect yourself. Um, and that's to uh, eat organic and get plenty of exercise and um, don't bend to the will of the pharmaceutical industry or the medical uh, industry because it, it won't do you much good in the long run, I don't think. But let's say 50 and older, uh, there are some prerequisites that are really very important if you want to stay healthy and vital, <clears throat> um, whether you're a man or a woman. And there are two different reasons for what I'm about to tell you. <clears throat> but if you're a man or a woman, uh, I suggest 20,000 units of vitamin D3 every day and actually take it at night. That's when it's going to work the best. If you're using D3, make sure you're using vitamin K with it. And the rule of thumb is 100 micrograms of vitamin K per 10,000 units of D3. Most supplements that have vitamin K are going to be in the um, 500 or, or more micrograms of vitamin K. And so you're, you'll be fine using vitamin K at 20,000 units of D3. Um, another one is, um, well, you could use uh, N-acetylcysteine, NAC. Mm-hmm. You know, this helps to boost your immune system. Um, glutathione is what you're looking for out of D or out of uh, NAC. Um, but it also thins mucus. So if you have congestion, and part of the reason I've got congestion right now is I didn't take the NAC for several days, and now I'm taking it again. I'm taking 2.5 grams, which is what I suggest to others. Um, <clears throat> then it just thins the mucus. Now everything was kind of you know thick and congested. It's it's coming out, and and it'll just be gone within a day or two, and I won't have this uh, this congestion. Um, you know, some people take a look at their lives and they are wondering why they don't have the same vitality they used to have, why they don't feel, you know, as energetic as when they were younger. And it's too easy to have this thought in your mind. Well, you know, I'm just getting older and that's what happens when you get older. My, my mind's a little foggier. I don't have the same get up and go as I once had. And um, yeah, things just aren't as good as they once were. <clears throat> but that comes with age. Um, so the thing is, is that age if people really understood age, they would understand that age is not measured in years. It's measured in body chemistry. After all the people I've worked on, all the things that I've seen, I know now for a fact that age is a measure of body chemistry. And if you have homeostasis, which means balance in the chemistry of your body, then your body's going to be fine. Well, um, the one uh, there are several things but one of the big ones is dealing with your testosterone levels and a lot of women watching this will go well what about women well Well, yeah i got news for you ladies the way it works in a woman's body is the same as it does for a man's you make a hundred percent testosterone to begin with and then as a woman, your body will convert 90% of that testosterone into the estrogen products that your body requires. <clears throat> so you're running on 10% testosterone, whereas a man is going to be running on about 90, 95% testosterone. Men need estrogen too, uh, because you have to have it for bones and, and other systems in your body to function properly. But when it comes right down to the measure, you know, if you take a look and see what your testosterone levels are, you get a blood test. Um, you might not know what the blood test is supposed to say. So I'll tell you, there are baselines for men and women. The baseline for a man, a lot more testosterone than a woman. The baseline for a man is 1,100. And the baseline for a woman is 120. Uh, those are just numbers. 
but there are numbers that show up when you get a blood test. Well, the baseline is not your absolute. The baseline is a point to measure to or to measure from. My testosterone levels, for example, run about 1,400. Kathy's, on the other hand, hers run about 285 to 325. So it's well above the 1,100 for me, for a man, and the 120 uh, for a woman. And the amount of activity that you've got going on is how much are you using up? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the other the other uh, hormone in your body that's really important uh, you have an uh, you have a system in your body called the endocannabinoid system, and this protects so many different parts of your body. Well, this is where cannabis comes in, because cannabis has the same identical molecules as what your body would produce, and in fact, the endocannabinoid system in your body, uh, when you were forming in the womb, it was uh, like one of the very first hormonal systems to start developing because the cannabinoids direct non-specific but functional cells and accompany them so that it can become eyes or limbs or whatever Uh, so cannabinoids are vastly important to keeping you healthy but what happens when you get older the cells producing these begin to die off same with testosterone and when they die off there's no bringing them back mm. so you have to do something to supplement in the in in the instance of the cannabinoids you supplement with using cannabis and you don't have to use so much to get high if you want to that's cool but um if you decide that you want to just supplement what your body is no longer making you can use three milligrams or so as a liquid and just take that a couple times a day and it should be just fine you're not going to feel it in the case of testosterone there's only one way to do this and it's not injections and it's not creams um now that i've mentioned creams though just as a side note <clears throat> a lot of doctors will prescribe um women to take estrogen cream and i want you to think about it for a second gals because if estrogen comes from testosterone and you're putting in more estrogen you're going further and further out of balance between the estrogen and testosterone and that's a very specific balance it's a rather um well i wouldn't do it but that's me anyhow uh to increase your testosterone levels there's only one way to do it correctly and there's only one company that makes a product that's absolutely spot on every time it's called Sotopelli therapy and i've mentioned this to a lot of folks in the past mm-hmm. now this is a sub could you, say, um, that name again? Could you say that name again sure P is in paul <clears throat> e-l-l-e okay. add the word therapy and then dot com you have their website you can look them up they're all over the united states Thank you. Kathy and I have been doing this for 15 years. Actually, Kathy's been around 16 now. And it's kept our hormonal balance at a nice even keel of somewhere around 35 years old. Wow. And it's the reason why we're just going, doing, you know. I mean, I, there's no way I could have been climbing those mountains, or Kathy either, climbing those mountains in Bolivia looking for the human footprints up there, or going nonstop for 45 days. That's awesome. Uh, traveling all over uh, Peru and Bolivia, trying to um, track down a story. But we did it. We did it tirelessly. And uh, we just kept going and going. So anyway, I mean, this is something that can change your life and in some cases potentially save it. Mm. You know, as you get older, you start aches and, and you know, stiffness and so forth. Um, that just goes away. You know, women uh, <clears throat> having hot flashes, that goes away. Night sweats goes away. Uh, um, if you've had uh, hysterectomy, then you really need to be thinking about this, ladies. Yes. If you haven't, the reason why you have menopause is um, because you've run out of testosterone and you drop below a threshold that's healthy for you. 
So just something about it. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the things you can do. That's, that's that that information is like liquid gold that you just gave us. I mean, thank you for that. That is critically important information for all of us. Really, really good. Yeah, and, you know, there's use all kinds of supplements. You know, yeah, you know, folks with arthritis. Um, you know, they're <clears throat> how about if we take some collagen to help with their arthritis or a couple of amino acids called uh, glucosamine and chondroitin. Oh, well, that's pretty good. But testosterone is required for those to work. <laughs> so yeah. if you've tried it and it doesn't work very well, that's, uh, this is the reason why. Um, some women have, um, have UTIs, that's urinary tract infections. <clears throat> and they have these, you know, like every three or four months, like just won't go away. Frequently. Why is this happening? <clears throat> well, the reason it happens is because the estrogen uh, has to be at a specific level in your body because estrogen causes the lining of the bladder and the ureter to be more acidic. And when it's more acidic, the E. coli that gets in there, it doesn't stand a chance of being able to hang out. But when that uh, pH level drops, there's not enough estrogen to protect those areas. And you end up once again with a UTI. And also because, you know, your body doesn't just constantly put out a specific level of hormones all the time. As your hormonal system fluctuates, goes high, low, um, you know, the end result is, but when it drops down low, that's when you're most susceptible, and that's usually when it's going to show up, and that's why it's every you know few months that it does this because the body is on a cycle and it has its own internal clock. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, people use um, cranberry juice and they use you know, deep anos, which is you know it's sort of okay, but it doesn't really do great shakes. The only thing that really makes it better is uh, enough estrogen and the only way you eat enough estrogen is to have enough testosterone but the the downside is if you do nothing you're going to be taking uh, an antibiotic called ciprofloxacin cipro for short and there are some pretty stringent side effects with this stuff like snapping your tendons six months after you've used it Um, you know bad things as a result of using this stuff that no one really discusses. So, exactly. you know, you just have the, the remedy is having knowledge. And that's, that's how I see it. You have enough knowledge. You can kind of map out where you want to get to yes. because you have enough knowledge of where you are and how to do this. There's a lot of supplements out there. There are. Some of them are good. Go ahead, Nori. No, go ahead, Augie. <laughs> what about if somebody had a, a UTI, uh, an infection like that, and then you elevate your pH of the body, let's say, um, I take baking soda, or you can do other things. If you uh, get the pH of the body up to about 8, maybe, or above, could that actually help cure that ATI? No. Mm. No, because what you're going to do is ingest it, right? <clears throat> um, just had this this uh, conversation with our son, Bryce. Bryce was drinking alkaline water. And I, <laughs> I just sort of chuckled. I said, why on earth would you do that? Because, well, it's supposed to be good for you. Um, so this will answer your question. When you take something that alters your pH, it's going to hit your stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Well, your stomach is supposed to be, you know, like two and a half, three on the pH scale for acid yeah. because that's what you use to digest your food with. But as you get older, the problem is, is you're not producing as much strong acid as you once did. And there are sensors in your stomach that when you don't produce enough acid, there is a sphincter at the top of your 
uh, stomach that closes off very tightly so that these gastric fluids don't come back up and give you heartburn, right? Well, if you drink pH, you change the pH of the stomach, it's not going to magically just reorient. It's, it's now changed. And uh, you're not changing the pH of anything else. It's not making your, your blood pH different. Uh, it's basically interfering with digestion is all it's doing. And in an older person that has less acid anyway, you're creating an issue where you can have esophageal erosion, uh, ulcers, things like this the remedy really for that sort of thing is just to drink an ounce of apple cider vinegar uh most people like to put it in water <clears throat> and um do that a couple times a day it'll bring your your stomach ph up where it needs to be and you'll be fine but it's not going to make it all the way down to the bladder <clears throat> because the body is going to take apart and utilize whatever is is in this uh, substance you use, like baking soda, for example. Um, it's going to take it apart, and it's going to use it. It's not going to make it to your bladder. Um, for one thing, the uh, nephrons in your kidneys, they're just little flanges, little fingers <clears throat> that are, you know, filtering out stuff from your blood. Um they're 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 not paying any attention at all to anything to do with having taken baking soda or drinking you know uh, alkaline water. What they are paying attention to, though, if you do that, are the contaminants in your blood from the undigested food, and try to wash it out of your body before it does you any harm. Mm. So I'm not a big proponent of the alkaline movement at all. <clears throat> So the, the, one of the things that I've noticed um, as as a, a former nurse um, is that they've shifted all of the threshold levels. So what was once not diabetic suddenly became pre-diabetic and now they're treating people for diabetes not only are they treating people for, for diabetes but now they're selling this new drug that impacts the kid the um, pancreas of course and what happens you lose weight so everybody in hollywood and anybody who can get their doctor to do which doctors are giving it readily there must be good kickbacks so now that's happening and i just bought a new thermometer and 99 point nine is now considered normal that's not normal <laughs> it's it there yes they're, they're shifting all the levels but my my question really is what do you think about cholesterol because they're saying everybody on the planet has high cholesterol and needs a statin and i wouldn't take a statin you know if you tied me up and and tried to force me yep well <laughs> when I go in for a blood test, because, you know, our doctor requires it once a year yeah. and cholesterol is part of it. So I always make sure I eat at least a half a pound of bacon before I do the blood test, you know, the night before. And then that way I'll have really high cholesterol in the blood test because that whole thing is just a bunch of hooey. It, it, it's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there are things I could say about it to probably get everybody in trouble. But basically, what you have is a situation, in my opinion, where <clears throat> let's invent a problem so we can sell this pill. And uh, I don't know, you might know this, Nori, but uh, since the introduction of statins, uh, there have been so many more gallbladder removals. Uh, because it does something with gallbladder. Um, I don't have the empirical data on that. Kathy looked it up and told me about it. And so I'm basically parroting what she told me. But I believe it. Yeah. You know, you your brain is made of cholesterol. Yeah. It, it runs, your whole body runs on cholesterol. If your body is functioning properly, 
what is the problem? What is the problem? If it's not functioning properly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So one person in the in the chat room mentioned something and and there's two things that I have noticed over the past several years. Too many people have red eyes. Why are the whites of everybody's eyes going red? And what's going on with hair loss? Like hair loss is is a really prevalent trend right now male and female are we going back to the hormonal levels or yeah people are drinking a lot more water and uh, other things out of these plastic bottles these plastic bottles have got hormone cell killers you know baked into them Mm -hmm. um you know plastic water bottles (laughs) but yeah you know that's that's one thing the other thing is the amount of stress that there is in the world good point and uh yeah you know what's happening with hair loss is very predictable is is easily understandable uh depends if you're a man or a woman but it's still the same thing it's just it operates in a little bit different fashion one way to the other but with um with hair loss, one of the things that happens is that you have a very large molecule of recycled testosterone. You know, testosterone has a, a time limit, and when it um, gets to where it's going to expire, it's recycled by the body. And when this occurs, it becomes dihydrotestosterone or DHT. And this is a very large molecule compared to testosterone or other things in your body. It's very large comparatively. It's so large, in fact, that it really can't make its way through the tiniest of capillaries that are feeding the roots of your hair. So it blocks that off. And when it blocks it off, it causes a bit of starvation of oxygen and nutrients uh, right there at the um you know, right there at the hair follicle. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if it's doing that there, what is it doing elsewhere in your body that you're just not aware of? And some I think cataracts are part of this mm-hmm. because it can't wash out. The cataracts are a result of oxidization of sugars and fats. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the hard thing on a piece of cheese. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't eat that. It's like our damn rock. So, you know the oxidization is occurring and if there's not enough blood flow running through to wash this stuff out it's going to cause problems it uh it becomes quite an issue the older you get because usually on most people you're slowing down you're not making as much testosterone the stress that's on the body and it doesn't have to be from some outside resource it can be from what's happening in the body and that stress is creating an environment where uh you end up with maybe too much estrogen which causes its own issues and you also end up with uh recycling of dehydrotestosterone uh into testosterone into dht dehydrotestosterone and then you end up with hair loss there are other reasons for it as well but that's just yeah. the one that I've noticed. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Gosh, I'm looking at the time here. Man, oh I man. Know. We're out of time. So uh-huh. I'm suggesting to the uh, listeners, get a hold of Jerry and get a personal consultation with him. Discuss your issues with him. Because I think by now you have figured it out, too, that there's some superior knowledge here. So... Uh, uh, his email is expeditions at mac.com. That is an X, not EX. That's an expeditions at mac.com. Get a hold of Jerry because I tell you, folks, you're going to enjoy talking to him a lot more than we were allowed to do here in the time we had. And and also go over to Jerry um, Jerry's Facebook page. He's streaming there now, and um, it's going to be like a little a little after party. Jerry's going to continue chatting over there. We can all go follow over there and 
hang out for a little bit longer. Jerry, thank you so much. You know, I I just when I came to you with an issue that, you know, the medical machine scared the bejesus out of me. Um, what you told me gave me peace. You know, there was something there was just something about what you imparted to me that I knew that it was true. And of course, the test results proved that it was true. You know, that what they were measuring had not gotten any bigger. And um, and I'm just so grateful to you for that, Jerry. Thank you so much for what you do. And I'm so glad you've not been allowed to quit. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate those kind words, Nori. I'm glad that you're doing well. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Please come back and see us in the not too distant future again. There's a million. There's a million Happy questions in the chat room, but you know it, the conversation was so great. I didn't even want to interrupt yeah. it. So there's thanks. so much more to talk about. This stuff that experiences you had in South America, like this guy that came up on the roof of the bus with you, and from Machu Picchu, oh, yeah. and there are phenomenal stories there that, I, I mean, extra-worldly stories. And we need to hear about those sometimes, Jerry, so I sure <laughs> hope you can come back sometime. Absolutely. You know, you. we're we're all friends here, guys, and I'll be happy to do it whenever you want. Thank you so much. Sounds Thank great. you. All right, guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. Don't forget, we have the Quantum Health Lifestyle and Wellbeing Show. That's that's a new parallel universe that we have going on. It's Friday afternoon, right here on Broadcast Team Alpha at one eleven p.m. It's a fast show. It's about 35, 40 minutes, and it is about anything quantum health, quantum well-being, or quantum lifestyle. So we have a big umbrella to play under. And actually, this Friday, um, we're having the health muse on. And this is an amazing woman who told the doctors to take a flying leap because they diagnosed her with all this crazy autoimmune stuff. And she took control of her life and her body with food. And of course, the way that she thinks, and you don't want to miss her. You don't want to miss the show on, on yeah. Friday. It's actually called um, eating the rainbow for ultimate health. So come see okay. us. One more. One more thing I got to say, folks, if you were listening to this and you like what you heard, please subscribe. It's going to help us a lot. And also, if you like it and you want to support us in any way, just go with the super chat. Also, there is a way that you can help us there also. So I thank you very much for being with us. And we will see you all next week. Thanks, Jerry. Bye, guys. Much love.